Hello everyone, welcome back, FLA Exposure episode 159, it's been about two months since uh, we've done an episode, so my apologies, I'm a little uh, hungover and full of anxiety as I get back on here and do this, but we're all moving forward, we're super excited for October 16th, uh, October 16th, as everyone knows, our event has been moved from September 25th at the Pickford County Wellness Centre over to October 16th at the beautiful Moncton Coliseum. Uh, super excited for this. We have 11 amazing fights lined up for this event. All Everything's going to according to plan, which is uh, super exciting. So let's get right into it here. And before we move forward, we'll thank our sponsors. Uh, again, this episode is sponsored by good friends at Conway Customs. Uh, they supply all our decals. They decal out our trailer. They do so much stuff for us behind the scenes and just wonderful, wonderful people. So check them out online, Conway Customs with a Z or Z if you're in the United States. CA. Let's do it. Bring it right up here. We got two athletes coming up on Fight League Atlantic 2, folks. Uh, two athletes, uh, one fighting at 185 pounds, the other fighting 170 pounds. Josh LeBlanc, we'll start with Josh. Josh is a guy who competed on our last event, uh, training at a New Brunswick top team uh, in the St. John Quispam Sis area. This guy uh, had a wonderful showing in his first fight against uh, Isaiah Bernard. Took it to Isaiah and really uh, made a statement in that fight. So, Super excited to see him get back in there for Fight League Atlantic 2, taking on Matt McDonald at Island Kickboxing. Let's welcome him on, Mr. Josh LeBlanc. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Thanks again for your joining us and, uh, and your patience behind the scenes. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Let's do it. So uh, we'll bring Brett on at the same time. So Brett uh, Dwyer, another athlete who's going to be keep competing for us here on October 16th in a couple weeks' time. Brett Dwyer, a young, handsome man. Both of these guys handsome. Uh, bring it to the cage on uh, October 16th. This guy trained at a clinch training center under Kevin Tebow, Brad Call. Uh, he competed on our last Kumite as well. Looked really good. Um, had a great first match against Cam Nelson. And, and now he's preparing for uh, uh, Gordon Jewers out of the St. of X Boxing Club, which uh, another fight uh, that's going to be a nice banger to, uh, to start the night off. So let's bring it right on here, folks. Mr. Brett Dwyer. What's up, hey, everybody? Buddy? How's it going, man? Good, man. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And again, thanks for your patience behind the scenes. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's do it. Let's get right into it for the fans at home. Uh, uh, like we do on the show, the episode, the podcast is called Fight League Atlantic Exposure for a reason. Uh, the whole idea is to give the behind the scenes access to the athletes that work and work or compete for us and uh, put it all on the line uh, inside and outside the gym. So, We'll start with you again, Josh. Uh, how did you get into martial arts? Why? And uh, I know you're an athletic guy, uh, pr pretty busy with other sports, but what was the transition for you like into martial arts? I've been playing sports my whole life, uh, but the majority of my early years, I was very overweight. And so when I fell in love with mixed martial arts through watching the UFC, I just wanted something to start up a kind of a weight loss program. And once I started, I fell in love and I always played football because I really enjoyed the sports where it was very physically demanding, but also such a mental sport, a lot of strategy. And once I started MMA, that's all it is. And I fell in love with it. And once I got into shape and felt ready to compete, there was no looking back. Great answer, man. That's uh, that's exactly it. It's funny how uh, you mentioned strategy and things like that. And, and it's I'm always amazed by that. Coming from myself, I can, I'm, an, I'm an athletic person, but I'm not exactly a strategy or uh, a super smart athlete when it comes to that kind of stuff. So when you can combine the two and you have someone who's really smart, 
behind the scenes and then super athletic. It's a, it's a crazy combination. And that's what a lot of you, you, uh, you future athletes are all about. Like you're young and you're yeah. smart and it's, it's scary. So what about you, Brett? Uh, the way I got into martial arts, man, yeah, it was just uh, really my dad was my biggest inspiration for like getting into, into martial arts. You know, he was a kickboxer back in the day. And, you know, I really look up to him still to this day. Like he's my hero. So um, he put, he pushed me into getting into it. And, uh, you know, I played baseball, I played hockey growing up. But when I started training when I was like 13 years old uh, under Kevin, that's when I really fell in love with, you know, jiu-jitsu and then Muay Thai, wrestling. And uh, that's what really got me my start in MMA. Nice, nice. Yeah, role models are, are super huge. I know it's funny because, you know, when we started doing this kind of stuff a long time ago, I you were on the scene and then you disappeared a little bit. And now it's it's really cool to see people come back who are really talented and eventually find their way back to these sports because life happens, you know, whether it's school or whatever it happens to be, right? People find their way back and it's it's important. It, it's very much important. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go back to you, Josh. Uh, you know, again, everyone's aware of what we've been dealing with here uh, at Fight League Atlantic in Nova Scotia and, and the process. Uh, every athlete's been well aware. Uh, we have a little chat that we we annoy the hell out of you guys with uh, randomly. Um, but we've been together as a team, like, and we say that a lot, like, we're athletes, everybody's involved and, and everybody's been working their ass off. Um, how have you dealt with the last kind of two or three months, Josh, and, and the changes and, uh, you know, everything that's been thrown at you? I think the big thing is staying busy, just overwhelming yourself with training. Uh, the cancellations have been happening for the last year, and it's heartbreaking, but you can't let it get to you to a sense. You just got to put your head down and keep going to work. Uh, this last one, the September 25th card, I think was the, the hardest pill to swallow. Mm. It just seemed like it was the closest to coming to fruition. And, but the fact that you guys put in so much work to get the venue changed and make it happen still made it a lot easier to deal with because there was still hope. Mm. I think if you guys wouldn't have really dug down and put in the work that you did, it would have been a lot more devastating. But the day you guys canceled, it was like an hour later, you're sending messages trying to still get it to happen. And so there is still hope and it didn't really break my spirits or anything too bad. Just kept training and it seems like it's going to work out even better for me now. That's it. That's it, man. You know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And, and I got to give credit to John uh, in this circumstance because I was ready to I was ready to quit, to be yeah. completely honest. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm tired, man. Like, there's been a lot of stuff that I've been dealing with and, and I'm just tired. You know, I'm tired yeah. of the politics. I'm tired of the foolishness. And but, you know, John, he kind of egged and he was like, man, we got it. We can't let these athletes down. And, and that's the truth. Right. Like all of you guys have been, and girls have been training super hard and we're, we're in this shit together. So how about you, Brett? You know, how I dealt with the, the card getting canceled, it was, it was devastating. You know, like I was, I put in so much like time and hard work, mm. um, you know, but we were training for Kumite before that anyway. So, I mean, we were just staying in shape at this point, you know, just training really hard. And then, you know, um, you know, it was just nothing really changed. We just kept training and kept training because just because I knew, it was all going to work out. I just had a funny feeling that it was all going to work out eventually. And, you know, cause like the day it got canceled, I could see, I saw it in your face when you started that live. I knew exactly what that, that, that wasn't a live good moment was about. for me. I knew what that was. <laughs> as soon as I saw your face, I was like, wow, they're canceling this. I knew it was happening. 
And then I saw that you like immediately, like a couple minutes later, it was like, we might be putting it somewhere else. Like stay tuned. And I was like, you know, with how hard you guys work and stuff, I, I knew that it was going to work out. So I just kept training hard and, you know, we've just been grinding like every single day, just nonstop. So yeah. it gave us a little more time to prepare. Right. So that's the, that's the best part. <laughs> well, well, and that's it. And man, like, you know, it's, I, I appreciate the kind words for you guys because our team did work super hard behind the scenes to, to make this happen. But again, it's like, we're, we're, everybody's in this together, whether you're a fan going to buy the ticket to make the drive to New Brunswick or you're going to, whatever, it's like a sponsor. It, it's like, it, I, I can't say it enough on how the majority of society thinks we're insane. So all the people that are in this sport together, we all need to get along and support one another as best we can, because there's only so many of us that are going to do it. Like, and so it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of payoff. Like when you can see these nights and you see these pictures, like from these events, you see, like, that's what it's about. Like you hear these speeches in the, in the cage, Josh talking or you or whatever, like that's what it's truly about for us. So I love it, man. Um, what about uh, competing? Like why, why, why do you compete like what's the for you josh what's the why like me i'm not a good competitor i, I hate it i terrible at it some people thrive some people love it like what's it for you what's your oh i love it i absolutely love it especially with a sport like mma because the majority of the sports i played growing up were all team sports and so it doesn't really matter how good you are you're relying on so many other moving parts mm. but when you step in that cage it's it's just you and you're competing against an opponent, but you're also competing against yourself. And you really see what type of what type of man or individual you are when you step in there, how far you're willing to push and mm -hmm. how far you're willing to go to walk out with that victory. And so it's just that drive. It becomes an addiction and you just can't stop. It's super impressive like that, you know, like we were saying earlier about some people who are smart and can combine. But that that's what makes a, a true pro or a true athlete like that you can get in those big bright lights and we see it all the time in the kumite like there's people or like that's a really uh, uh an event the why we do those events and a lot of people are on those events is to get them kind of used to the lights and to what's going on so when they do transition to mma that you know that the that the lights aren't are such a big deal because for a lot of people it is a big deal right uh, how about you brett you know, why do I compete? I mean, I just, ever since a young kid, I mean, I remember watching Chuck and Tito back when I was a kid, you know, and like, I've always like, I'm going to do that, you know, I'm going to do that one day. And, you know, I, I love grappling and stuff, but it's just like my, it's, it's a huge bucket list thing for me to get in that cage and fight. And, you know, I love to fight and I love, like, I love just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just something that I've always had a passion for. That's just mm -hmm. it. It's my passion. You know, going to the gym, training hard, waking up early, going for a run before work, you know, just getting the grind going and, you know, just, it's, it's just my, it's, it's my passion. I love it. That's just that's it. A, such a good passion. Like the, the thing, like, that's the thing, like, there's a lot of arguments about going on with COVID and I, I don't even want to talk about that foolishness, but it's, it's, this is a, a really thing, like an important thing about your health and looking after yourself and, you know, eating healthy and, and just being active, right? And, and that's what martial arts really does. And it's so good for your soul and your mind. And yeah, you hear, there's lots of shit like you hear about Connor and this kind of like, but yeah, like you tried being a billionaire, I guess, you know, yeah. that, you know, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great sport that provides a lot of really good camaraderie and, and a lot brings a lot of great people in our community to get together and uh, hopefully we can we can put on another great event this uh, this October, guys. Hundred percent. Fingers crossed. What about uh, uh, training for you, Josh? Uh, 
do, do you cross train at all? Like, how's your training been going? Like, uh, focused pretty much uh, primarily in New Brunswick, or have you been moving around a little bit? No, I just stay primarily at my gym with my my solid core group of guys, and I put all my faith into to Splude, Mark Splude, my coach, and yeah. and he puts together great game plans, and we we try to focus on every aspect of MMA. Like, I don't like necessarily isolating one specific thing and focusing on that for too long. I just want to grow my all-around game and be the most complete mixed martial artist that I, that I can be. Love it. Love it. How about you, Brett? No, I just, I just stick with Kevin, man. You know, I, I came back and, uh, you know, I, I came back with Kevin just because he's been my trainer since I was a kid. And, you know, the loyal, loyalty is a, a big thing for me. And Kevin's always been uh, there on my side. And, you know, I'm always going to stick with him. Now, he'll bring people in. And we worked with a few people. Uh, you know, Aiden Sackery, great wrestler around here. Nice. Noah Studley's come in. You know, those guys are great, great, uh, you know, athletes. And it was great working with them. But, you know, I'll always stick with the uh, Clinch Training Center. Mm, yeah, that's it, man. Loyalty. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I've been with the same gym for forever and I'll never leave. Like, we, we've told each other to F off a few times. And, you know, <laughs> you give each other a hug the next week. It's it's part of that, like, as, as tacky as it sounds, that, that kind of weird brotherhood or whatever family kind of bond you have after you're kicking the shit at each other something yeah it's, it's a <laughs> weird thing right but what about uh what are things that people don't know about you josh like something that uh you know somebody wouldn't know necessarily trains with you anything kind of any quirky quirky uh facts about you oh i'm not sure i'm once i started training i kind of became a little boring it kind of just takes over my life not a bad thing no uh, I work really hard, you know, work full time. I'm there 40 hours a week minimum. And then straight from there, I'm running home, eating, getting changed, and we're going to train and we're doing that five, six days a week. And then any free time I have, uh, my family lives in Moncton. I live here in St. John's, so I go down to Moncton a lot. So that's, you that's know. A big, that's big for you. For, for yeah, I was, I was really excited when you announced the Coliseum because I actually grew up in Riverview. I spent about six, seven years living there. And the Moncton Coliseum was a spot I went a lot. Me and my grandfather, we were always at the Wildcat games. And I'm really excited to go there and actually be an attraction, not just a fan in the stands. That's it. And like, that's what John and I, we had, uh, that's, I love hearing that kind of stuff because it kind of gives us a little bit of the, like, we're, we're local promoters. We're not kidding anybody. We don't think we're the UFC. I certainly don't think I'm fucking Dana White. You know, I, I like, we're pretty humble people. So for us, like, if our promotion, we've done so many events and so many weird random places from legions to stadiums to everything. So when we can go and have these kind of events, like in the Moncton Coliseum, for us, that's like the big time for us. Like, we're never probably going to have bigger uh than Coliseum or the Scotia Bank Center or things yeah. like that. So for us, that's as big as it gets, and we get to play and and kind of have different lighting and things that we normally wouldn't get to do. So we're super excited too. So I love hearing that kind of stuff, man. Because like John, again, I'll give credit to John. Like we had two venues booked. We had the the Coliseum, and then true story. Uh, I'll give a little bit of a true story. We couldn't find a venue, and then we found uh, a shout out to a girl named Lisa in Moncton, who I have no idea who she is, and she was a super good help. So I was texting her back and forth like crazy, and she got us the Lion Center, but the Lion Center, who, where they've had lots of fights before, they were only available on a Friday uh, because the, there was a card game uh, being booked on Saturday, so I tried to bribe the card game 
$1,000 to give them $1,000 if they would move their card game to another weekend. So in, while that was all happening, the Moncton Coliseum in Moncton Avenir Center has the first right to refu refusal. So if they don't want it, then the Coliseum and everyone else can kind of bid on it, I guess. So by that time, we found out that the Coliseum was available. And, and so shout out to the card game. We owe you some tickets. We love you guys. Um, but anyway, it was it was crazy behind the scenes, and I don't know how I got on that tangent. Brett, you're up. Man, I mean, I'm same like Josh. Man, like I all I do is train and work. I mean, I work forty hours a forty hours a week, well, even more. But I mean, then as soon as I'm done, I go straight to the gym. I got my stuff at the gym ready to go usually, and that's it. I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I play video games, but I mean, other than that, that's all I got, man. You know, yeah, no, but that's it, else. like. That's what I don't think people realize. Like that's like uh, again the whole point of why I do this, or in, like we do this whole podcast to show people. Like, like I think a lot of times people think like still to this day. Like I notice it a ton, and you guys may notice it or not. But from a promoting aspect, I notice it a ton. The stereotypical foolishness that we still deal with with people. So that's the whole ideal of having these podcasts to show people. Like, and these are really smart people, intelligent people, part of your society, giving back. You know, and. This is a sport and hobby that they love, so try to support it as best you can. 100%. Mike <laughs> Role models. Mr. LeBlanc, obviously you, you mentioned uh, Mark, uh, Mr. Sploot. He's been a great uh, coach and role model for you and your family. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, growing up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and so it was nice to get really close with her. But my dad was always working multiple jobs, you know. Uh, I've got two brothers. I've got a sister. So there's a lot of us. And so he was just constantly grinding. And so that kind of just put something inside of me. And as soon as I graduated high school, I was working. And I was, I was always doing stuff to stay busy. I just got that workhorse mentality. And so I, I feel very fortunate to have seen that growing up and have such a, a great skill set coming into the world from high school and it's really come a long way with helping me with my training and just staying disciplined and time management and just making the most out of every day um cool. my grandfather my grandfather for sure he me and him he was the one i always went to the wildcat games with like i have a very big family and i was one of the only grandchildren who got into sports and he was huge into sports and so he was a boxer so that kind of got me into the combat scene but I just never really fell in love with the art of boxing. It wasn't mm -hmm. until I found MMA where I was like, all right, this is this is my bread and butter. This is what I want. So Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I love hearing that. Well, I'm sure he'll be uh, very proud on October 16th. My yes. Man. Your family will be. How about yourself, Brett? I mean, you know, I mean, same like Josh, too. I mean, it was my grandfather and my dad. Those were the two big role models in my life for martial arts starting out, you know. Like everybody always used to talk about how tough my grandfather was back in the day. Like nobody, like nobody messed with him. And if they did, you know, he would take care of business. And, nice. you know, the way my dad used to talk about that. And like that used to make me feel like, oh, you know, I, that's, I respect that so much. And that gave me a completely different outlook of, you know, be kind, be respectful, all that stuff. But don't let anybody ever disrespect you, you know, and then. The same, like, like I said earlier, my dad was a kickboxer, same thing, you know, so I've always idolized both of those guys. They're the biggest inspirations in my life. And, you know, then, you know, you join the martial arts and, you know, Kevin was a big inspiration for me, Kevin Tebow, you know, I've learned so much from him. And then 
Travis McLeod, one of my older tra- like trainers, one of my first trainers, you know, he was a, a huge help with my grappling as a kid. And then, you know, now Brad Call is one of my big role models too, because, you know, he's one of my main trainers too. So there's a lot of, ma- a lot of role models throughout your life, but like the root role models for like martial arts and all that stuff were definitely my dad and my grandfather too. Nice. Cool. 100%. Very cool. Similar. And, you know, it's the thing is like, again, I know it's going to sound weird, but in our society, we don't talk anymore. Nobody talks, right? Nobody wants to learn one another, uh, like learn things about one another. It's just, it's just funny, you know, just right there, how much everybody has in common as soon as you start talking, right? It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. So anyway, uh, sponsors, anybody you'd like to thank Mr. LeBlanc? I have uh, a fair amount of sponsors and, you know, they're they're really the ones who give me a chance to mm-hmm. to really do this because as an amateur fighter we're not really getting paid you know we're spending money just to be able to do this and and make a name for ourselves and just to go out there and compete and so they're a big help behind the scene um the big thanks really goes to like my teammates and everything like the people who are preparing me to get ready for this because they're, they're not going on the card they're they're paying gym fees to come in and train and just to help me so like, like you said, it's a family, it's a brotherhood, like the people you train with, you have to trust them and, and they, they don't have to come in. They, they have like, a lot of them aren't even necessarily looking to fight. Some are. And so for them to take the times out of their life to come in and, yeah. and do something like fighting too, where you're getting beat up and you got to go to work the next day and you're limping or your face is busted up, yeah. you know, it's a really special thing and you get really close with your team and it, it just becomes a family. And so all the thanks really goes to them for helping me prepare for something that's, that's a dream of mine. Very, very well said, man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny. Like I can't say that I've been, been like, I've been involved in lots of camps, like lots of really like jujitsu camps, but and, like I've done like, but I've never done like been involved in like a heavy MMA camp. So it, it, the respect for Maya just goes a whole different level. You know, like, uh, it's, I think it's a pretty cool thing when people can kind of, like you said, constantly come in day after day, you know, they're working a day job and it's, are you fighting? No, I'm not fighting. I'm training this kid who's like 23 and I'm 40, but I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm here putting my body on the line all the time. And that's what it's about. It's about the future and, and working together and for the greater good. So well said, man. How about you, Brett? Yeah, I don't, I'm, we're working on sponsors right now, but yeah, just, you know, same as Josh, man, just shout out to all my training partners. You know, it's just, you know, we're working yeah. so hard, you know, uh, you know, Ryan Kennedy, Matt Houston, you know, Kevin Tebow, Brad Call, you know, we got Corey, McC- uh, Corey McLean, one of the young guns here at the, our, our gym too. Nice. You know, we got a bunch of guys training with us, but, it, you know, I got Chris Dillon there. I want to shout out everybody, but, you know, on the spot, you forget their names and stuff too, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, um, you know, a lot of, you know, just it's, it's about the training partners, it's about the gym, you know. Without them, I wouldn't be here either. I wouldn't be preparing as hard as I could be. So, you know, just shout out to everybody that's part of the Clinch family, you know. Nice. Love it, man. It's true. Support goes a long way. You have to have that those people in your ear, whether it's for good or bad. You know, you're, you suck today. You know, you got to push harder or whatever it happens to be. You know, that was really nice. You know, it's, it's important to have that guidance and, and people keeping you grounded and, and watching out for you. That's one big thing that I notice in our business is a lot like, cause sometimes like you can get full, like you're, you get blinded by things and having people in your ear that are kind of keeping you on the right direction is super important. So good on both you guys. I'm very proud. So is John, we're, we're extremely proud to have you guys on the card and, 
and hopefully well, I guarantee it won't be the last as long as you want to continue in this sport. So, uh, you know, to the future, hopefully October 16th is, uh, is a great event. We have 2000 tickets uh, that we're going to put on sale, but we're waiting right now to be completely honest. We're waiting until the end of this week to see what the new Brunswick does. Our plan, we're probably going to sell the tickets in socially distanced bubbles again. I don't know what we're, what we're going to be forced to do. We'll, we'll see what the New Brunswick comes up with this week. Uh, but the plan is tickets are on sale by Friday. And, yeah, what can fans expect from you, Josh, on October 16th? Uh, they, when I come to fight, you know, I'm coming in there and I'm putting everything on the line. Like, I'm not coming in to, to play it safe. Like, if I'm putting my body on the line, I'm going all in. Like I'm fighting for for so much more than just just a fight. I'm going in there and I'm looking for a better future. I'm looking to you know challenge myself and see how far I'm willing to push myself. And so you, you can expect a finish when I come in there because I'm not I'm not leaving anything in the gas tank. You know, I, I'm not coming in with reckless abandonment. I'm gonna fight smart and intelligently, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not gonna leave anything on the table. It's we're going all in, so you can expect a finish, and you can expect dominance. Like you know, I feel like I put on a pretty dominant performance in my first fight. I handled the pressure well, and it's going to be even more smooth and even more clean going into this one, especially with that hometown crowd behind me. So you can well expect something exciting. There you go, Mr. Matt McDonald. It's been said. <laughs> Brett, what do you got? You can just expect fireworks, man. I said it in my interview, but it's going to be fireworks. You know, I know Orbital's, I mean, Orbital Gord, I was going to call him. I know Gordon's, uh, you know, I know he's, I know he's, uh, I know he's a game opponent. I can tell just by the way he talks. So, you know, I've never really seen anything on him, but, you know, I'm coming in there and I'll come there to, you know, put, bring it to him and I'm expecting the same from him. So we're ready to go and I'm excited, man. So everybody else should be too. (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's been a long, it's been a hell of a long time here in the Maritimes that, uh it's since mma has been you know our, our last event was february last year so it's you know 18 19 months so everybody's due and the fans are due and it's going to be a hell of a so a hell of a sell so don't miss out all right folks thanks for tuning in gentlemen any final last words before we do go i've got some great guys who are looking to come up soon and they're going to be competing so you got to keep an eye out for them Guys like Alec Thorne, Joe Armstrong, uh, Scotty Coombs, and maybe even the return of Nick the Big Boom Coombs. Ooh, there you yeah. go. Also, so, I know he was looking for a pro fight at one point. Yeah, he is looking for a pro fight. He's ready to go on to that next step, that next challenge. So nice. keep an eye out for these guys. Love it, love it. Well, once we can get back to, you know, banging four to five events out a year minimum is is our plan. So, or even more. Yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. All right, Josh, thanks for joining us, man. Very much appreciated. Have a great rest of your camp, and uh, we will be in touch very soon. Thanks for having me. Hey, buddy. Josh LeBlanc, New Brunswick top team. Brett, let him have it. Any final words? My final words, get your tickets and buy the pay-per-view because it's going to be a great show. And uh, if you're expecting some up-and-comers from my gym, Ryan Kennedy, Matt Houston. Check them out, guys. All right. Love it. (laughs) I love it, buddy. Have a great rest of your camp. We'll be in touch soon as well. 100%. 100%. Thanks, Derek. There you have it, folks. Brett Dwyer, Clinch Training Center. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, a great episode, episode 159. Again, it's been probably two or three months, uh, two months, I guess, since we've done an episode. So uh, it was great to get one kind of under the belt again, and we'll continue doing these with the athletes coming up on Fight League Atlantic 2 as we go through. We're about a month out from this event. 
which is super exciting. And uh, yeah, we're very much ready to put this event on and, and put on a, a hell of a show with these athletes for, for everybody. So tickets available next week. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't think we have anything else, but anybody out there uh, working your ass off to get us through this pandemic, thank you. It's been appreciated. Keep up the hard work, lots of love, and we will leave you with our Fight League Atlantic 2 Kumite highlight because I don't have anything else. I love you. Goodbye. No debating, crown me king, I'm tired of waiting People champ, I gotta face it You disgracing people, sense it that you're faking I'm the Lord, I might go Satan With the flow and take him out, annihilate him No mistaking, new sensation Hood Pope pulling up the ruler nation Get your motherfucking hands up yeah.